Hello and welcome to tonight's workshop, Creating Your Personal Website and Digital Portfolio. This workshop is brought to you by Pathfinder. Pathfinder is an extracurricular program for incoming first and second year Northeastern students. We provide a safe and inclusive space for students to discuss and pursue their passions. If you haven't already, join Pathfinder using the link in our website. Our applications are rolling and open to any Northeastern first and second year students. We also have a link for moderator application, which is open to third, fourth, and fifth year Northeastern students, as well as recent graduates. Finally, please check out our website for more details about our program and additional resources, as well as upcoming events. If you're looking for more workshops, we have a YouTube channel and a podcast to view all of our workshops from earlier this semester. Now we'll pass it off to program manager, Tendiwe. Hi, I'm Tendiwe. I am one of the uh, program managers for Pathfinder this semester. Um, I'm a fifth year computer science and design major with minors in marketing analytics and um, criminal justice. And I'll be talking about creating your own personal website and digital portfolio. So we're gonna go over basically how to create your personal website, your digital portfolio, what it is, why it's valuable, um, and give you some steps on how to do it. So this is kind of the overview of what we're going through. We'll talk about what is a personal website What's its value? Why do you need one? Some six steps on how to build your own and go over maintaining and updating your personal website. Starting off on what is a digital portfolio personal website, it's basically just a collection of projects, case studies, work examples, um, artwork, presentations, anything that you've worked on in a, in a professional capacity um, that you can then use to present yourself to employers or um, potential hires. It's basically an extension of your resume or your professional profile, kind of similar to your LinkedIn, but you're giving more examples and context than you would on traditional resume or on your LinkedIn. And they're definitely not um, reserved for any members of any certain industry. I'll go over kind of why that is, but anybody can have a personal website or digital portfolio. So like I said, anybody can have one. Um, typically it's seen with like designers and artists, but anybody can have a digital portfolio or personal website because um, it is just a way for you to present the work that you have done. So comedians can have one, trainers, developers, entrepreneurs, writers, even I've seen one that physicians have. It's there for anybody um, and it is a place for you to show the work that you've done, present some of your accomplishments, show the skills that you have in more detail and depth. Next we're going to go over some of the six steps on how to build your own personal website and portfolio starting off with picking a platform. So there's lots of different ways that you can set up your personal website or portfolio. Um, some common ones are like Squarespace and Wix. They have some templates that you can use to then customize depending on what you need. Um, Adobe Portfolio is another one. If you have like an Adobe account or an Adobe, um, you pay for the Adobe suite, you'll be able to use like Adobe Portfolio and they also have some templates that you can, you can use. WordPress is another one um, that also has templates. It's a bit more similar to like a blog, but um, people specialize in like WordPress developments. And if you do specialize in WordPress developments, then it's a great way to kind of show those skills also by creating your personal website through WordPress. Issue is another one um, kind of similar or kind of different than the rest of them because issue is basically where you can upload um, what would traditionally be like booklets but online. So my first portfolio, for example, was what would traditionally be printed out like as a booklet um, and it was uploaded on an issue so you can flip through it as if you are flipping through like a physical book. Um, and GitHub is another option if you are a developer or you're um, practicing like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, you can 
kind of code your own website, put it up on GitHub and people can see the actual code that you used to develop it, and then also see the final project of the, web, of the website. Um, it's definitely great if you're looking to get into like web development, if you're trying to show off those skills, if you're looking to use things like React or jQuery, stuff like that, um, it's a great place to then put your work up online and then also have it host your website. And a big part of figuring out what platform to pick is figuring out what's best for you. So you have to ask yourself a couple questions. Um, what do you want out of this site? What is its goal and purpose? Um, is it just to like show off your skills? Is it to present certain kinds of work? Um, you have to think about which will be the best option for that. How much do you wanna personalize the site? A lot of these sites do come with um, templates, but it depends on how much you wanna customize that template. If you wanna do something completely from scratch or if you're okay with just having a template that's like somewhat customized. Um, what information do you want on it? Do you have videos? Do you just have links? Do you have full case studies? Um, what kind of information are you going to be presenting on your personal website? What's your budget is another one. Some of these websites kind of cost some money, require some maintenance. If you're looking for something simple or free, or if you're looking to really invest in your website. Um, and lastly, how much effort and upkeep do you want for this website? Do you want something simple that you can just upload and push out to the web? Or do you wanna spend time really developing and investing time into your website? You can then organize your information. You have to think about what is going to go into your portfolio. So think about what pages will you have? Will you have an about page? Will you have a resume page? Um, how many case studies or projects of work are, they gonna, are you going to have? Are you gonna have a work page or just pages and a nav bar dedicated to each um, piece of work that you're putting on there? You're gonna to wanna to like organize all this information. So find all the images from those case studies put them in a folder somewhere, write out all the copy that's going to go on your work, on your um, pages about your work to make sure that once you are finished designing your website, then you can just plug things in and edit um, and adjust as it needs to happen. So once you've figured out your platform, you can then figure out your visual identity. Um, a big thing nowadays is trying to figure out what your personal brand is and what that looks like. And I have this quote from 99designs that describes what a visual identity is, more so in the context of like companies and brands, but it definitely applies to like a person. So they describe visual identity as how you shape perception and create an impression through the visible elements of your brand. It's all the imagery and graphical information that expresses who a brand is and, it's dif and differentiates it from others. So you wanna think about how you're different and how you visually differenti differentiate yourself from other people. A great way to figure out what your personal identity or your visual identity and your personal brand look like is doing some research and creating mood boards. Um, a great way to do some research is looking to what other people's portfolios look like. If you kind of just Google like personal websites, portfolio examples, you'll find tons of websites that have examples of really good personal websites and portfolios. Just like online, HubSpot has articles with some. Beyonce is another place that you can go to look at examples of people's personal websites and portfolios. Pinterest is a great one to also find those examples and also create mood boards. Um, but it's just a matter of figuring out how you visually want to identify yourself and present yourself. Do you have more of like a minimalist professional side? Maybe think about things that are more like clean cut, white, black, things like that. Or do you want to give a bit more like personality and do you want more color in it? Do you want it more plain? Think about those things and ask yourself how you want to present yourself visually. Next is designing and in some cases developing your actual website. So this is focusing on like the look and layout of your website. Um, 
This is just to figure out where things are gonna go. How is your about page gonna look? How is your work page is going to look? Are you gonna just upload a link to your resume? Or are you actually going to have your resume be its own individual page? Um, at this point, you're not really worried about filling out the information that's on there. You're just thinking about how things are gonna go. And again, this isn't final. Your personal website should change as you change in your career and as you develop in your personal identity and in your work. So a lot of this isn't stagnant. It can change over time and that's totally okay. Lastly is compiling. So you're gonna fill out all the pages with that content. Um, you need to make any like necessary adjustments that need to happen. Maybe you didn't account for as much copy as you had, you can make those adjustments. Maybe you wrote not enough for the space that you thought you did and you can make those adjustments. Um, and after you've kind of filled everything out, tweaked it, so tweaked it to the point where you're happy with how it looks. Maybe like give it to somebody to look over, see what they think about it, make sure that things make sense and how they're organized and what information you're presenting if you're giving all the context that you wanna give or not enough so that then you can go over it again and make any changes that you need to make. And then it's all about publishing and presenting. So you can publish your site, push it out to the web, I'm connected to any places that you need to. My portfolio site, for example, is on my resume. I'll have, I have the URL up at the top. Um, it's on my LinkedIn. So if a recruiter looks at my LinkedIn, they can see the link to my portfolio site and look at that too. I even have it in my Instagram bio. I've gotten like freelance work from having it in my Instagram bio because people go to my profile and then click on the link and see my work. So think about all the places that it makes sense for you to have your portfolio linked um, and your personal website linked and put them in those places. And another thing is to do a walkthrough and practice presenting. If you are linking at places like your LinkedIn um, or your resume, there's a chance that in an interview, you might have to go through one of those projects. So go through the projects that you have on your site, um, kind of walk through how you would present them to somebody who has only like briefly looked at it or never looked at it and go through those steps to figure out how I'm going to then present this case study that's on my website to a potential employer. The last thing is updating and maintaining and maintaining your website. Like I said earlier, online portfolio and website should evolve as you and your career do. Um, as we kind of grow in our career, have different jobs, new experiences, create new projects, our work gets better and your portfolio site should reflect that. So as you finish a job, for example, maybe something at that job you did is some of your best work that should replace some of the older work in your portfolio that doesn't reflect maybe the work that you do or the quality of work that you present anymore. Um, the same way that you would update your resume or your LinkedIn after you move jobs or get a new degree, things like that, your portfolio site should also reflect that. Make sure that things like contact information is up to date, um, job titles, if you have that on your, on your personal website is also up to date, um, similar as you would for your resume or LinkedIn. And some final takeaways um, is that everybody can benefit from a portfolio website. They're definitely not restricted to people from certain industries or majors. Um, as I said earlier, people like physicians, trainers, designers, developers all have personal websites showing work that they've done um, and they're very useful. Um, they're a great extension of your resume and personal profile. They give context that um, your resume and things like your LinkedIn might not give. They show step by step, or they can show step by steps of your 
case studies or the work that you've done, things like that, that wouldn't fit in your resume. As we kind of went through, there's lots of different ways of creating your actual website portfolio and it should look and feel authentic to you. It shouldn't look and feel like it belongs to somebody else. And that definitely ties back to creating your visual identity. And it's an evolving body of work. It changes like you and your career do and you should update it accordingly. And it definitely shouldn't be stressful or overwhelming. Um, creating it should be something that you're proud of and you're confident to present. Um, and that's not something that should be stressful or overwhelming. Thank you so much for doing this workshop. Um, I had a question about using your portfolio in an interviews uh, space. Um, how have you found that having a portfolio website um, has helped you in the interview um, process and, and ultimately in the hiring process as well? Sure. Um, so a couple months ago, I actually had to use my portfolio for a UX design role. Um, and it was really helpful because before they actually got to the interview, they had like kind of looked at my portfolio and they had ideas of things they wanted me to talk about. Um, and they also gave me the freedom to talk about anything on there that I wanted to. So if one of the projects on there, I felt really comfortable and confident about talking about, I could. And we could both see visually like what I'm talking about instead of talking about things like in this hypothetical. And it also gave good direction because they could see kind of my step-by-step -step process of how I created this project. Um, they could ask questions about specific things. And with everything kind of being remote now, it was also really useful because they were in California, I was on the East Coast, and that was really easy to then have that conversation about work that we could see together while we're not actually together. Yeah, it's so useful in, in the digital, like remote landscape too. Um, and if you want to just give us a little bit of information since you're fifth year now um, about your journey at Northeastern, maybe what major you started with, what major, well, you told us what major you are now, but how that how that path went for you. Yeah, um, so I'm a big planner. I like to like look at things like probably years in advance, long-term. So before coming to Northeastern, I was going between computer science and design and criminal justice and psychology, um, debating between those two combined majors. But I ended up going with computer science and design because I had experience with computer science. Um, I found it really like rewarding and mentally stimulating to do. And I was very big on photography. So I thought design was something that I could get into. So um, that's kind of why I picked that. And then at my freshman year, I added my first minor. Um, and then this past December, I added my second minor, which is kind of late in the game, but there's also like, sometimes there's no right time. Um, and when you're here, like, why not? So I came in as a computer science and design major. Um, after a few computer science classes, I realized that I did like the design stuff more and kind of leaned into that but I still did like having that technical background of computer science so that if I did go into things like um, UI UX design, I had the technical context to know like what's actually achievable in a development standpoint when designing things. So that's kind of my major. I never really switched. I just kind of like kept adding things on um, and I learned a lot through it. Um, it's definitely challenging, especially coming into college you're like not sure what you want or how things are gonna pan out because it's such a new experience. But I think trusting your gut and taking each experience as like a learning opportunity, whether it's a good or a bad experience is really important. Um, and you can learn something from anything. Like my first co-op, I did not like it, but I learned so much from it. And I'm so grateful that I had that experience because then I could then apply what I did learn from it to all my next opportunities. Yeah, that's so great. I 
feel like Northeastern always um, pushes like, even if you have a bad experience in like a co-op or a job, it's important to take that and learn from it and try something new. Um, and then if our listeners um, want to find you online, do you have a URL that you can share with us or um, any social media handles that you'd like to share? Yeah, my um, portfolio site is just like my full name, tindiwaitembo.myportfolio.com. I think that's all for me, all the questions that I have. But thank you so much for presenting this workshop. It's so important to begin to collect all this information, first of all, and like save all of your projects and then also like organize them all online. It's, it's a really useful skill. So um, yeah, thank you for doing the workshop. Thank you for having me. Pathfinder meets every week for roundtable discussions. We also meet weekly for workshops just like this one. So check out our Google Calendar and join in next time.